Hey everybody, welcome out to another fun-filled episode of Burnt Popcorn. I'm your co-host, Mike Laidman, and I'm joined with none other than... Laura Laidman. Each and every week we take a movie from our past, and we have a look back and see if it's just nostalgia keeping our high-praised classic films afloat, or if it really is the real deal and worthy of all the adulation. How are you doing today, hon? I'm tired, but I'm, I'm okay. Too, yeah. You know what? Like, it's it's weird. I've reached that point in, like, the day where, like, you're dragging all day, and you're like, oh, I can't, I'm going to go to bed early, I can't wait to go to bed early bed early and when it's an appropriate time where you could actually go to bed really early you're like actually i'm pretty awake now and it's like why why is my body like this yeah that's like what happens when you're like maybe you should take a nap now i'm kind of like i don't think i feel like a nap i always feel so gross after a nap even when our baby was a newborn i hate it like i would take a nap out of desperation and then i'd feel worse i'm good with a nap if i'm sick that's no. when I'm good with a nap. even even then i know you always wake up feeling like what year is it right because you, you're just so confused and I don't know how toddlers and babies do it because like they, they do it every day and like they must be so confused every day. I remember a time when I was a kid where I wasn't feeling well and I went to bed on Saturday night and I woke up and I saw what time it was. It was it was eight. So I was like, oh, it's Sunday morning at eight. It's time for transformers cartoons oh my goodness and i went and i put it on and the cartoons weren't coming on and it was some live action drama and i'm like what's going on and then my parents came in and they're like it's still saturday you you didn't sleep all night <laughs> you only slept for like three hours and I'm like, oh. only yeah. but that would mean yeah it doesn't matter but either way yeah naps are naps i can't do it i a friend of ours naps a lot and she loves them and i'm like i can't i can't handle naps can't I'm, do the naps i'm jealous of people who can nap well i am absolutely jealous it's like it's either like i'm either sleeping six plus hours or no hours and like that's it so anyway it's funny that we're both like tired when the movie we're talking about this week it's such a a high high energy energy film and it was funny because like with the trailer the trailer i watched it after you watched it because you've never seen this movie no, no, no. and i was like i want to just see if the trailer captures the energy of this movie and it doesn't not even close this I movie feel is like energy i feel like you're just taking all of the bits that normally happen at the beginning of the show i'm and so condensed sorry them into one sentence <laughs> this movie's great spoiler, uh, spoiler alert. alert there's your ending okay well that's gonna do it for this week's <laughs> popcorn we're gonna go and uh, no! go to bed early. No, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, no, no. well, we'll we'll do a full episode because that's the response. Like I said, I got I got a glass of wine. I'm actually feeling pretty good. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. But I mean, again, every bit that I normally say has already been slapped together. But I'm gonna do them all anyway. This week we will be talking about Bring It On, which originally hit theaters back in 2000. Ever been to a cheerleading competition? We're the best. We have fun, we work hard, and we win national championships. We have a problem. About what? You ripped off those cheers. We've had the best squad around for years, but no one's been able to see what we can do. We're in trouble. But you better believe all that's going to change this year. I swear, I had no idea. You want to make it right? Then when you go to nationals, bring it. That way, when we beat you, we'll know it's because we're better. I'll bring it. Don't worry. We need a new routine, something amazing and fresh. We've been saying we're the best. Now it's time to put up or shut up. Let's do this.
aggressive. Be, be aggressive. Be I was wondering, aggressive. I was wondering, do I bet how many times you start doing cheers <laughs> or how long into the podcast it takes you to start Wait, doing cheers? Wait, I can do cheers. it again. I can do it for one. Burn. That's the one I thought you were going to do first. It's cold in here. Yeah. We got to go back to the year 2000. Oh, you almost Burn. had it. You almost had it. You blew it at the end. So we're going back to August 2000. <laughs> oh, my God. And I will tell you now, August 2000, I would have been in grade 10 and or going into, I guess, grade yeah, 10. Yeah, going into grade 10. And I tell you, August was a boring month. Like, okay, just. So you know, a plane got blown out of the sky. But other than that, the rest of it was boring. I didn't want to evolve all the death because you always don't like it. It's not that I don't like it. I just think it's funny that almost every single time that you're like, check out all this death. If you look at history, most things that are important to history, Our a death. lot of people die. Yeah. So anyway, but in good news, August 1st, the first patient to receive the Jarvik 2000, which is the first total artificial heart that can maintain blood flow in addition to generating a pulse, gets that implanted oh that's, so that's good fancy. yeah and then a bad news on august 5th alec guinness passes away uh, tanya this is like the biggest news of this month it's crazy wow august 24th argon fluorohydridae the first argon compound ever known is discovered at the university of helsinki by finnish scientists again it was a lot of golf news i don't think the audience for this movie was because like I try to do this stuff. It's like okay, like how could this play into like the success or failure of this movie? And I feel like golf was not the same audience as this movie. So are there not cheerleaders in golf? I don't think so. Golf is very because no. they're they're like and they have the signs that are like be, please be quiet. Yeah. Anyway, and then on August twenty fifth, Star Trek: The Next Generation star. Patrick Stewart weds film producer Wendy Noose, Noss, N-E-U-S-S, in Los Angeles. Can you go back to, and, and tell me that argon thing again? What was it called? Argon fluorohydride. That's it. Argon fluorohydride. You sound confident. I feel confident. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So I, I don't know what it does, but good job to the people at the University of Helsinki. Well, that seems like a thing you could have researched. Nope. <laughs> I was tired and I didn't have wine. But also, congratulations 21 years ago to Patrick Stewart and his wife. I know. And they're still together. They which still in together. Hollywood years is like 50 years. Mm -hmm. So the box office this summer also might kind of explain. Because this movie was number one. It qualifies like handedly. Yeah. Qualifies for our, our which I was so excited when I saw it because I've been wanting to watch it for a long time. So it was like. Great excuse. Plus, we watched it on my birthday, so you had no right to say no in any. Could you imagine if it was your pick on my birthday weekend? Well, we probably would just rotate it and let me have my pick. We probably would have. We just would have recorded out of order or yeah. something. Anyway, you gotta have that wine. Yeah, the summer explains a lot of it. <laughs> so, after previous burnt popcorn movie Gone in sixty seconds, we had Shaft, Me, Myself, and Irene, mm. The Perfect Storm, Scary Movie, X Men. Yep. What Lies Beneath, Nutty Professor 2, Hollow Man, and The Cell at number one. Out of all of those movies, this is the summer because Bring It On comes out August 25th. So that's the end of really the summer box office season. Yeah. The only one out of all those movies that was number one for more than one week was Hollow Man. Really? Yep. 
That's X Men broke a record. But remember, when X Men came out, superhero movies weren't. Yeah, the, the only real successful superhero movie in years had been Blade. Yeah. So like, it, it, it's not like a Marvel movie was only number one for a week. Like that's you know like this was kind of like a you know hail mary. Like they yeah. th- th- this was new territory really. So anyway, so I'm not when I was like X Men really, and I was like, wait, X Men was the first. Okay, I get it. Yeah. So anyway. Hollow Man, which I actually want to do on this podcast at one point because I remember liking it. Oh, you know what? I'll tell you right now. I watched Hollow Man, and the only reason that I watched Hollow Man is because I knew that there was a nude scene in it. Yeah, that sounds like Teenage Mike. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, but then Bring It On comes out on August 25th and took number one for two whole weeks. And it came in at number one at 17 million, then 11 million. It was beaten by a movie called The Watcher. Nope. No, no idea. idea. No that idea. had 9 million. And then after that was Urban Legends Final Cut. Not even Urban Legends. That's the second one, yeah. The second one, which we do own. Do with, we? <laughs> yeah. With, which So we could technically do it on this podcast with 8.5 million. The next like big movie big release it wasn't until october with remember the titans wow and then it was meet the parents but that summer was kind of garbage yeah for like, like a lot blockbusters. of blockbusters a lot of names that i recognize but nothing that i would ever say is like a big movie like, except, except x-men, x-men yeah. but even then like at the time it wouldn't have been the big movie you yeah. know what i mean it wouldn't have been what an x even then well no an x-men movie right now it wouldn't have been like x2 x-men no no for sure yeah so like bring it on was actually one of the more successful movies that summer well there you and go you think the year 2000 they'd be really cranking out the hits but you know no maybe they all thought we were just gonna die and they're like eh, i don't put too much money into this we might be dead it's true they were expecting nothing but Computer, y2k yeah meltdowns remember y2k oh yes what a blissful time could you imagine if y2k was now with like QAnon and crap oh no did i just like make you want to barf yes a little bit eh? i was like oh no don't want nothing to do with that that's for sure so anyway you've never seen this movie. i've never seen this movie so you don't really have do you remember any talk of it when it came out i remember like okay i remember it I remember this movie exists. Mm-hmm. I remember it was a movie about cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. I remember that Kirsten Dunst was in it, mm-hmm. which is really funny because now that I think about it, Kirsten Dunst is, I think, the now tied with Tom Cruise mm-hmm. and Mike Myers as the most recurring actor on this podcast. Yeah, she's been in two and two recent. She was actually my last two picks. Yeah, she was in your last two picks. So that's kind of funny that Kirsten Dunst is. But I, like I said, I wanted to watch something fun. Yeah. I was in the mood for something for my birthday, for something fun. And that I, I guess I'm burying the lead here, but I knew I was going to love because uh-huh. I watched this movie not that long ago. <laughs> Did you really? Well, I would say in the last like three years. Okay. And I've watched this movie. So it's my turn. Okay, yeah, I guess I'm done because I've never seen it before. I don't really have anything to say, except I remember it was about cheerleaders and I remember that Kirsten Dunst was in it. Yeah, no, I remember seeing this movie, not in theaters, but renting it. And I think I might have, because I worked in a video rental store in high school. That was my high school job. Yes. I was really into movies for a while. And not like into movies in like a cinephile way, but just into watching movies. Yeah. Because, and like, you know my taste. I, I'm with your taste and my taste are very similar in the sense of we both like a lot of trash. Yeah. Well, it's not like you know we're sitting out there like oh, perhaps we could discuss the the pros of the 
cinematography behind Rosemary's Baby or something like that. No, we'd be like, remember that movie? It was a. It remember had when explosions. Nick Cage drove the car? It went off of a jump. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, that's the kind of movie. Yeah, no, no. Remember when Nick Cage are. fought a guy with a chainsaw? Whoa. Whoa. No. But I mean, I can appreciate a, the, I, the best movie I can still say that I've seen in the last few years, I would still say is Spotlight. Okay. Like in terms of like a well-crafted film. Mm-hmm. But that said, when I'm seeking out a movie for enjoyment, I'm usually seeking out trash. Yeah. Like, let's be real here. I like trash This movies. is a Fast and Furious household. I love, that <laughs> I love that whole series. Imagine if Timothy Olyphant was in it. Oh, he's so hot. Anyway. Yes. I have so when I worked at the video rental store, it was around the time where DVDs were becoming the thing, and I my first DVD was a film from two thousand. Yeah, not shocked. A yeah. lot of people probably same, but like so, we eventually were phasing out the VHSs and the owner of the store because it wasn't Blockbuster or anything. It was just an independent store. The owner was like, "Just take what you want." Mm-hmm. VHSs. So I took the Bring It On one. I remember taking the Bring It On one. I also took Nine Months with Hugh Grant. Wait, what? Yeah, I know. Why? I don't know. I also think I took, but I'm a, but I'm a cheerleader, which is a great movie. Uh, I, I might have seen that. It's a really good movie. It's got RuPaul and Natasha Lyonne in it. Oh, and Clea Duvall. Oh, then no, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. It's about a gay conversion camp, but it's really good. Right. Anyway. And I've, I've just, and like, it was like the hot movie going into high school. Like everyone saw this movie. It was, I've seen it many times to the point where I remembered it start to finish. <laughs> it was one of those before you, was it? Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> Double butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to I just really this. wanted to watch a fun movie and talk about it because especially a fun movie you haven't seen. The last fun teen movie that we watched that I remember super fondly from my teenage years was The Craft and you didn't like it. I did not. Now this is also a movie about female rivalry in high school and there's a lot of like layers of like that kind of like social everything but but that's 96 versus 2000 and this movie is definitely about witches, about cheerleaders and it's perky and it's fun. So I wanted something on the other side of the spectrum of teen movies that I still loved to get your opinion on. Okay. Do you, do you want to know the first thing that I wrote down in my notes? Absolutely. Okay. So let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get into this. I'm so excited. The first thing I wrote down was music is great. And then about halfway through the movie, I crossed that out and wrote, okay <laughs> and then near the end of the movie i crossed that out and wrote that one song at the beginning i liked what i don't even know what song that is for the, the movie it's cold okay no no the, when she gets to school on like the at the very beginning they it's play like simple like, plan it's i can't remember the song but it's it's not it's, it's like bowling for soup or somebody oh, so it's, like one it's, of it's one of those pop punk bands yeah. and i'm like okay we're off to a great start it's high energy music through and, the whole thing but the thing was is i watched the trailer which as you said has nothing to do with the tone of the film which i i, I will point out this one thing that i noticed in the film like the trailer for the film is very i, I like how i keep calling it a film like it's high art <laughs> let's freaking bring it on 
You almost made me spit out my wine. <laughs> and then I bit my tongue. <laughs> Mission accomplished. No. Uh, so the trailer is very much like this very girly movie. Like if they, that's it's you saw the trailer. You yeah, would you say it's very female oriented? It's in the aqua way that it's, and it's made out to be like one of the and like I get it because like cheerleading is an exceptionally high energy sport yeah this whole movie needs to be matched that tone and it does and that trailer is very like we're girls and we cheerlead (laughs) and i'm like somehow the trailer captures the whole plot of the movie without any of the tone (laughs) like it's so bizarre yeah that that was exactly what you said because you're like i want to see this trailer now and the funny thing was is there's actually like, okay, I'm in from watching the trailer. Oh. And the funny thing is, is you know what really did it for me was that Aqua song. Cause I that I told I've told you before. I'm pretty sure I've actually mentioned on the podcast the first CD I ever owned was that album. This is true. And so when that happened, I'm like, okay, this is good. If we can keep this up, then I'm good. And then I remember you played it wasn't the song, but the song that this is sampled. Let me clear my throat. Yeah. They sample that song. And that song is in this movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, there's that song. You played it earlier in the evening, like just on Spotify. Cause you're like, I'm so excited. And then you played I'm that so song. Excited. I was doing the cheer. So I with, wasn't doing that. I was doing my version of the cheer, which is garbage. Yeah. So there was that song and then the aqua song and then two unlimited mm-hmm. get ready for this. Mm-hmm. And then the song that I liked the punk song at the beginning. And I'm like, okay, the music is great. And then none of that, ever comes up again no other music played in the film is a song that i like no but i don't think you recognize that in the cheers they were sampling like they were doing their own like like yeah they do remixes and stuff yeah no i got that but even then i wasn't like okay i don't like i don't like these songs but the point that i was actually trying to make at first was that this is a very female oriented trailer yes there's a random shot right near the end during the the aqua song montage of them in their underwear. Is it in their underwear it's, it's, or was when they're doing the car wash? No, it's when they're in their underwear and they're changing and they're at the beginning of the movie and they're talking about oh, electing. Because yeah. they're trying to appeal to at least some boys. Yeah, it. It, clearly. I was like, oh, okay, this is where they're like, boys come to this to, to see this movie. Yeah. So I thought that was that was very interesting. But yeah, between the music from the trailer and the music at the very beginning of the movie, I'm like, okay, this is great. And then as it went on, I was like, okay, this isn't great. This is just okay. Okay. This is, yeah. So that that's the, it has kind the, of a. I would say the overall tone of the movie captures the energy of one of those early 2000s pop punk bands. So it does fit. My thought on music. So very quickly, you meet Cliff first, who is a new student to the school, who is in Torrance. Torrance being Kirsten Dunch's class. Yes. And he's wearing a Clash t-shirt. And he says something along the lines of the clash going from because she's like, is that your band? And he's like, no, they punk band, British, yep. 77 or 83. And it, I was like, wait, 83 math, 17 years. And I was like, what band? This movie is older than that, like time wise now than the clash is to this movie. And that made me feel gross. Yep. Because like simple plan is now like what kids from today would look back on for the pop punk scene and be like, I'm a dick. Yeah. I'm a dick did to you. Remember that song? No, that's a simple plan song either. But you know what I'm saying? Like some 41 and all that stuff. Yep. And I'm like, 
Oh my God. I'm so, Oh, yep. so that right off the bat was a gut punch, but that scene with them, they, they have a really good chemistry. Cliff and Torrance as Jesse, what's his name? I don't remember his name. He's not really in much anymore. He was really, that was like, he was in that and like swim fan and a few other things. And he was really hot shit for a bit there. And then like many teen heartthrobs, no one has longevity of Leo. Sorry, hon. I know. I know. What can you do? But anyway, but they have a really good chemistry off the bat. And like you have the, the dream sequence at the start with Kiki, Kirsten Dunst, Torrance. Everybody calls her Kiki. Right. But like at the beginning and then so it goes into this. And But basically the gist is they need to find a new cheerleader for the squad because Torrance is now the head cheerleader. Yes. Because Big Red, uh, who was the head cheerleader, is yes. off to college. And... Then you meet Missy, who it turns out is Cliff's sister. And it's Elijah Dushku, again, another person from the early 2000s who you'd think like she was in like Buffy and Wrong Turn and this. And you're like, Elijah Dushku's got a big career ahead of yeah. her. And not really, which is a shame because she's very talented. Mm -hmm. I, I'd watch her more stuff. Like I really liked her when I was younger. She she captured my rebellious spirit. I liked that when she first showed up, she had like dirty girl hair. And then yeah. the first time you see her in her cheerleader outfit, and then from that point on, she's got like straight hair. Yep. Which I was like, okay, yep. Now I know that she's fully on board. Kind well, of did you like, like? So she shows up for the chair thing because, well, Torrance's first act as captain is getting the squad to practice a, a big move, and one of the girls gets hurt. Yes. So they have to replace her. Fair, because they are five-time national champions. They need to be ready for nationals, and nationals is so soon. Very typical sports sort of movie where it's like oh the big game has cut the, the playoffs yeah. and yeah except in cheer terms it's nationals are coming so they got to yeah. do regionals and nationals pretty standard in all sorts of sports right it kept making me think of the episode of community where they keep making fun of glee so oh, we're like we need to get ready for regionals oh my god it's so yeah but so girl gets hurt they had to replace her and they're the auditions are so funny where it's like b aggressive be be aggressive mm -hmm. and it's like yeah so it's very that's but did you like so missy shows up and she's full-on like 2000s punk yes shows up did you like her i'm transferred from los angeles your school has no gymnastics team this is the last resort yeah that was good got that memorized right yeah no that was funny so but did you notice, so one of the themes of the school, or the school, the school, wow, one of the themes of this movie is cultural appropriation. Yes. And, like, because it turns out the whole time Big Red, who was a bitch, was stealing cheers from the East Compton Clovers, who is a primarily black school in, obviously, East Compton. And she's been going there and stealing their cheers for years because they're better, but they never have the funds and ability to compete outside of just cheering at school yes so the whole theme of the movie is how that is wrong and the dynamic of that and torrance kind of teaching the squad with and having this camaraderie with the captain of these compton clovers with gabrielle union who captures like literally every scene she's in she is badass in this mm -hmm. she's great pretty much but like she's one of those people who like I'm pretty sure she was a fair bit older when she filmed this. And she definitely could have passed for like early 20s. Mm -hmm. Nobody in a high school movie looks like they're in high school. But anyway, did you notice 
despite all the themes of like cultural appropriation and everything and how it's wrong. Yeah. A lot of Missy or Elijah Dushku's outfits, like her first outfit she wears is so typical early 2000s. And I. There's a lot. I hate admitting I wore that shit, too. I know. She's wearing a Buddha T-shirt that's like rub my belly for good luck. But it's all in that like crappy, like faux Chinese font. At one point, she's got chopsticks in her hair. I don't think I noticed the chopsticks. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, A for effort. But like they still. But that was super. And that was one of the things I noticed through the whole movie, too. And like, I don't think you would have noticed. But like, it's like. At one point when they're doing the car wash, they're wearing platform flip-flops. And I was like, oh, I miss platform flip-flops. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Butterfly clips. Do you want to know what I was thinking? During- Frosted blue eyeshadow. All this crap was like the Laura uniform in 2000. <laughs> what did you notice, my love? I was going to say, do you want to know what I was thinking of during the car wash theme? This entire sequence hits very different when you're a 36-year-old man. Oh, no! <laughs> because it was just like, hey, wait, no, no, wait, no. All those actresses were at least 25. I'm aware, but considering they're not supposed to be. I understand. And you know what? Good on you for recognizing that, not just being like, huh, 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 that's the thing I like about high school girls. Yeah, the Okay, well, it's funny that you mentioned the cultural appropriation thing where how it was like, yeah, the whole point is to not, you know, we're, this is bad, but here, watch how we were doing it as well. Uh, I actually wrote this out is one of the members of the squad because there's men, there's men on the squad yep. as well. And one of them is gay. Yes. And for this time period, it is the least stereotypical portrayal of a gay man I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I thought that this was a fantastic way to just be like, oh yeah, this dude's gay. Like it's, it's just, he's gay. Yeah. It has not like, he's not like, oh, I'm the sassy gay guy. No, it's literally just like they, they're talking at one point about, you know, who, who he likes. And he's like, my views are controversial, which at the time being yeah. gay, everybody would hate that guy. The fact that everyone else in the movie is constantly calling each other, you know, the F word, the F word and, and dyke and all sorts of stuff. I, but at the same time, like as much as I'm like, you wouldn't get away with that in a movie now. Yeah. But at the same time, that is a hundred percent how we talk. Oh, to each of other course. In of course. Like I, 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 that I crap. I didn't have a Twitter account in the year 2000 because I would have been canceled years ago because that's unfortunately just how like shitty high schoolers oh, were like yeah. 14, 15 years old. I still like, we live right next to a school. I hear them talking to each other like that all the time now. Yeah. I'm like, like, that's just how kids talk. It's not right, but that's just how kids talk to each other. Oh, for sure. I, re- I remember myself being like, that's gay when I was like, that's bad. You know, yeah. like, and obviously I know that, that why that's wrong now. Yes. You know, but like. But at 14 in the year 2000, I was 15 in the year 2000. And like, look. I know what's wrong now, but I was 15 in a time where that's not, I don't think it was right of me to use those sorts of words. Yeah. But at the same time, that is literally how everyone spoke to each other at that yep. time. Yep. That was just, that was the nomenclature. And I will a hundred percent not be cool with our child doing that. But I mean, every, as long as every generation is improving upon the next as they grow, I mean, whatever. Anyway, but I found you're right, 100%. He he just that was just who he was as a character, and it's a really well done portrayal for this time period. I agree with you, 100%. I thought the same thing, yeah. And like the football players, 
basically because the that's the funny thing is like the cheerleaders are national five-time national champions and their football team they are trip. They literally oh, are tripping all over each other. They I, fall I, over a bench. I wrote this down. One of my favorite parts of this movie is the montage of the team playing terribly. I know. Isn't it funny? It's so good. <laughs> it's my probably one of the, like my favorite part of the movie. They come running out and they trip over the bench and yeah. stuff. That's so like. But the the football players are f- the there's less is the gay cheerleader. That's just to differentiate. And then there's Jan. There's two main male cheerleaders that yeah. have speaking parts and the rest are all extras who are just obviously in like their thirties. Yes. Yes. <laughs> who are just there to do the moves for the cheers, but the two guys and Jan is straight. And I get, and there's some scenes that I'm like, is this problematic with Jan? Because he, well, what he gets ripped on by the football players, but it's very, they're very quick to be like, Oh, the football players. Oh, you know, you're gay, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, dude, you just lost like because they're making fun of him but like their team just got obliterated by another football team but one of the things that he confesses is that one of the cheerleaders who is kind of the one of the antagonistic cheerleaders on the squad who wants to take over for for torrance or christian dunce doesn't because in cheerleading you wear under your cheer skirt you wear something called spanky pants which are like underwear but go over your underwear Mm mm-hmm she doesn't wear anything under her spanky pants. And Jan makes comments about sometimes digits slipping. Right. And then at a football game, you see her. It's obviously happening at the football game. And mm. it's like, I went home, I'm like, eh. but they make it out to be that she and Jan have a very mutually agreed upon. This is how they flirt with each other relationship. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, if girl wants to go that route, that's her choice. She wants to get a little hand action during the game. You know what? And like, she obviously, the way it plays out is done. I'd say really well where she like teasingly is like, Oh you, but she like is super into it. Mm -hmm. Cause it's not like, she's like, stop. You have to stop. She's like, he, he, let's do it again. And I'm like, they're both, the actors are obviously older, but they're, it's not like he's 25 and she's 16, you know, like they're both the same age. And I'm like, honestly, again, this is the kind of shit high schoolers do. It's, it's, it's not... a pretty accurate portrayal of what high school life is actually like. Mm. I mean, fuck, who? not me. Cause I was a loser in high school. I'll be completely real, but like well aware of what other people were doing on school grounds. <laughs> so, I mean, this is what kids do at high school. I'm so terrified of her kid going to high school. We have no choice. Homeschool. Homeschool. Homeschool for it is. Yes. Anyway. But no, like I, one of the things I think I've always, and it does hold up, is just how accurate of portrayal a lot of just the kids acting towards each other is. I mean, they're a lot, their dialogue is a lot snappier and quicker and clever, but like kids are friggin' mean. They're mean to each other. But like kids are mean to each other. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's like a hundred percent of most relationships between kids or them just ragging on each other. Uh, so, but okay, so back to the actual pod movie. Missy takes Torrance to see, see that all the because Torrance the only person who knew that the moves were stolen was Big Red. Yes, and then Torrance goes out and gets proven that oh they're stealing the moves, and then like literally at the game the next day, the girls from East Compton show up. 
And it's shown at one point when Missy and Torrance are on the highway driving there that it's over 100 miles away. And then so the East Compton Clovers, four of them show up and they literally do a quick like, what is it, 15 seconds and then leave. And I'm like, you drove 100 miles for that? The best part, though, send it in an email. (laughs) The best part, though, was after that happened, the audience was immediately like, you stole from them. Like, like, like they they were immediately on the side of the clovers. Yeah. Uh, after watching them. But for there's like, no proof. There's literally no proof. There's no accusation. They just show up and do the routine at the same time. And then a comment is made about like, oh, we should bring our we'll have to you know bring our own material kind of effect. Yeah. And then everyone in the crowd's like, you should. Because it could have just been the other way. They could have been like, are they? But how do we know? Like who's and especially come on. In a place like it, they're called Rancho Carney, which is basically like ranch meat or something. Yeah, that kind of sounds right. Yeah, it, what it translates to. It's very obviously an affluent white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. If four black girls showed up and accused a team of white kids of stealing their moves, they'd be like, get the fuck out of our town. <laughs> probably. Which, I mean, that is probably the least realistic thing about this whole movie. That and all the illegal moves at the competition. Right. <laughs> right. But no, like, you know what I'm saying? That they wouldn't have just believed it. But I mean, really for pacing. I mean, we are discussing the minutia of a cheerleading film. And, and, and you know realistic- what? When we get to the critic reviews, we're actually going to talk about that a little bit. Okay. So okay. when you talk about the minutia, minutia. of cheerleading film. But like, so they have to come up with it. They, they hire. Oh, my God. Sparky Polanski. So Torrance's boyfriend yes. from Air- her pre- Aaron, no, Aaron, yeah, has gone off to college, and so she's having this little flirt mance with this new guy Cliff, but she's actually still with Aaron, who's off of college, and he's been like avoiding her calls and blah blah blah. But she's like, okay, we've been called out. We need to, and regionals are like, what, four weeks or something like that. Yeah, they need a new routine, and he's like, just call a choreographer. I've got the name of a guy. And then it's revealed at that point once he hangs up the phone that he's been cheating on her, which is like, obviously. Yeah. And they call this guy. And again, you were not a 15 year old girl when this movie came out. How much did you include spirit fingers in your daily life? Is this a serious question? Literally. I never included (laughs) spirit fingers in my daily life. Why would I have an occasion <laughs> to include spirit fingers in my daily life? <laughs> okay, so this is the cultural impact of this movie. Every girl oh I God. know has done at one point or another been like, oh, spirit fingers. Like, it's a thing. Is it? I, I, it's I, so a thing. I have to take your word for this. Because one of the things he freaks out that it's like, He's wiggling his finger. These aren't spirit fingers. These are spirit fingers. And he does it ever so slightly more exaggerated. And none of it makes any sense. Yes. Because he's obviously like super hopped up on speed. Because they show him taking the pills. Like He takes like a handful of pills. Yeah. And he's just like, wow. So like spirit fingers are a thing when girls are like, woo. It's like spirit fingers. Right. Everyone knows spirit fingers. Uh, Sure. You did not know Spirit Fingers before the today. I'm sure I've heard the term. I, I mean, I think of jazz hands. That's what I... Not Spirit I Fingers. Jazz hands. Okay. 
these are spirit fingers. Right. So anyway, his whole thing, he's essentially been peddling the routine up and down the coast. And when they perform at regionals with this routine right after another team, I knew it was coming. Again, I've seen this movie a dozen times. And they go out and perform this routine right after another team has performed this exact same routine. Oh, the secondhand embarrassment still hits just as hard now as it did 20 years ago, hon. It's like, oh, no. Did you did you feel it? Did you? Oh, I did. I couldn't believe. I thought they were just going to not perform. And then they just did it anyway. Because they were true athletes. They went out there and gave it their all. Yeah. But the good news was, thankfully, one, they weren't disqualified because there was no precedence for this. I knew that because they were returning champions or something that they would still yeah, show they, up. They had, There'd be some rule that lets them get Because mm-hmm. I knew that the whole point was that they were going to go up against the other team, the Compton team. Exactly. And so there's, they had to both make it there somehow. Yeah. yeah. And so they get in and they, they make it very clear. But so Aaron shows up to this competition and Cliff has kind of revealed to Torrance at this point that he does like her. And like, he's again, he's like super pop punk guy and, you know, Missy and Torrance have become really close friends. And he finds out that she actually still has a boyfriend. And I actually know I'll, I'll stop you here real quick, just because this is a, this is an ad. Yes, please, please. So at the actual competition, they're sitting in front of each other. Aaron is sitting in front of Cliff. And Aaron blows a kiss to her or, and she blows one back. Yeah. And Cliff thinks it's for him. Yeah. I thought that was very well done. Same. It I was thought cute. that was very, because it was like, oh. They, yeah. And it's not like it was based on nothing. Like at yeah. one point he was giving, he is really encouraging to her. Like, because mm. she's obviously the two girls on the team, Whitney and I'm having a brain fart. She, isn't Jan, no, Jan's the, the guy. Jan's the guy. It's the other girl who's on Buffy. They've been like ragging on her this whole time that she's not Captain Material. Uh, Courtney. Courtney and Whitney are the two antagonists on the team. And she's been like really self-doubt and her boyfriend obviously isn't calling her back and everything. And, and Cliff is the first person to be like, you could quit, but I don't think that's what you want to do. Like you mm-hmm. have to do what you want to do. And I think you've got it in you to do this. Like you, you can do it. You're a good captain and I believe in you. And at that point they almost kiss and then missy ruins it so he's not basing his like thought on nothing Mm -hmm. like she obviously has been into him and he's into her and they and it's not again they almost kiss and i don't mean like they kind of like look they literally their lips like brush and then missy shows up and ruins the moment so you're right it's a good moment but he finds out that she's still with the boyfriend and he's brought her flowers and he's just because like it's so funny because he's like this pop punk guy and like you know she's the cheerleader and like you can tell he's surprised by his own like for her and she's surprised for her her like for him and like it's a really good dynamic and then he's like crushed and but then Aaron the boyfriend is like you should give the squad over to Missy and Courtney or Whitney and Courtney and they can be co-captains and you can just go back to what you do best is like just being he's like he puts it he's like maybe you're just not captain material and at that moment torrance has like this moment of like well cliff makes her a mixtape but it's not a mixtape he makes her her like he writes before, her a song he writes her a song about how like she's great and he she's just what he's looking for and everything and so she dumps her boyfriend and her dumping of him is great 
because she's like, you're a great cheerleader, Aaron, but maybe it's not boyfriend material. And then like, turns out she catches him. Literally, there's another girl on his bed. And the girl on the bed is like, you're a cheerleader? Ugh. And like, that's, you could tell that's the end of that. So. Which was it, like, what? Why is that the deal breaker? It was the year 2000. I mean, I guess. I mean. I mean, I, I get it, right? Like, I don't think a lot of, especially my Aunt Ju, the person who played that character is a Lakers girl, I believe. It's, oh, really? It's, it's, she actually is a, like a cheerleader. But it is, even now, like, depending on who it is, like, if, people still have a stereotype against male cheerleaders that they're gay. And it's like, well, that's not fair. They're athletes. It doesn't matter what their sexuality is. They're just athletes. But she'd already slept with him. So it was kind of like, why would that be the thing? I don't know. It was just weird. I just it's found it. 2000. I know. I, I just found it was very odd that she was like, you're a cheerleader. It's over. Well, she was not into it. And I guess it was a very 2000s. Maybe view. he maybe he'd lied and said he was a football player. <gasps> maybe that's my head came. that makes sense that makes sense i like it i think you know what i think we've discussed like not you and me but i've discussed this with my, my squirrel friends before <laughs> okay and then torrance is like they could pull out a nationals because like winnie and courtney's plan is to pull out a nationals which is like no they're defending champions and torrance is like no we are gonna study a bunch of different types of movement dance martial arts and we're gonna come up with our own routine because she realizes that one you know, they've got it in them to do this. And two, if they're going to be the best, they have to beat the best. And the best is East Compton Clovers. And these Compton Clovers almost don't get to go because they don't have the money to go to Nashville because they have to go to Florida for this. And yeah. I'm pretty sure you have to find your own way. It sounded like it. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to Pauletta, who's basically Oprah, and are like, pay for it. Torrance gets her dad to sponsor the team because Torrance's family is obviously, look at that house. They're obviously rich. And that yeah. house was so 2000s dated. It's like a house you'd see on an MTV show. It was so funny. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so she she raises the money for them to go. And they're like, no, we're not going to accept your charity. Like, can we talk? Sorry. I just I just remembered that like Gabriel Union's character's name is Isis. Would you have a character named Isis anymore? Mm, probably not. No. Not for a good another 20 years, I'd say. No. Yeah. So... She rips up the check. She's like, no, we, we've got our own way to get there. We're going to get this money ourselves. I don't need your charity. And like, that's one of those moments in a movie where literally 10 seconds of explaining would fix a whole situation. Yeah. If Torrance had said, look, this isn't charity money. This isn't anything. But literally, we know if we're actually going to prove ourselves as the best, you're the team we have to beat. And we can't prove that if you're not there. And I need you there so I can beat your ass. Mm hmm in a respectful way. It's not like it's charity, but it's like, look, we know what's up. We goofed in the past because of our old head cheerleader. I'm not her. And I need to not only prove to me, but you to everyone that we are actually the best. The only way to do that is to compete against the best. And she's right. You're not the best. If the best that you could beat against can't afford to go, but it's a movie. They just rip up the check. And she's like, ah, And hmm. leaves. Like, again, it's one of those situations. She drove over 100 miles for that. I hope she at least got like a Jamba juice while she was there. <laughs> okay, well, can we pause very quickly? Yes, absolutely. On And I actually want to talk about Big Red. Yes, because, can we? Because Big Red is really like 
the main antagonist, essentially. Yes, 100%. Courtney, Whitney, and Big Red. Big Red is, and Aaron, and right. Man versus Self. There's a, yes, there's a lot of that. But there is Big literally, back. Big Red, Big Red is the reason that all of this is bad. She's been stealing. She gets no comeuppance. No, she really doesn't. And she disappears halfway through the movie after berating Torrance. Yes, she shows up to regionals and is pissed that Torrance has ruined her squad. And then what? I don't think we see her again. No, she's never seen again. No, she's There's like not even like a moment of her like watching the show like on live on TV being like, be oh, scene. I lost. Or like they did such a good job without me or something like that. It, she's just gone out yeah. of the movie. But it, I guess she's like at that point, she's like, oh, Torrance has ruined my squad. I have to go back to college. I, I guess. But I mean, you get more errands still. And yeah. he's in that scene as well. True. So it was, you don't get much more. You only get the scene, the breakup scene, and that's that. Well, yeah, but I mean that makes sense. Like he gets his comeuppance. Yeah. Big Red gets no such comeuppance. True. So she she kind of is a terrible person. Yeah, she gets a terrible. She is a terrible person, and the lesson learned is, well, they were better because I did terrible things. So did you know? Because I was checking something else. Did you know? Because you're right on all of that, but. Kirsten Dunst actually was a high schooler when this was filmed. Well, yeah, there you go. Everyone but Kirsten Dunst, Rini Bell, and Brandy Williams were in their teens. Everyone else was in their 20s, and the oldest person was Gabrielle Union at 27. Well, there you go. Girl looks like she's 20 tops. Wow. Sorry, I was checking something else to do with that. But anyway, just in case it was like a cut scene. But, but yeah, no, she, you're right. Like Big Red just fades off into the ether, and that's that. But then then the movie does switch. It switch the start of the movie is about Torrance becoming a real captain. Yes. And the second half is her about embracing that, whipping the team into shape. And they do. Like, they have three weeks to come up with a routine and then memorize it for a national championship. Like, that's... The time in this movie, though, does make so little sense. Because I feel like it's the start of the year when it starts. At the start of school year, which is September. Yeah. And they're like, okay, regionals are in four weeks. And then after regionals are like, nationals are in three weeks. But like, don't at one point they say that nationals are in February? I don't remember that. Right? I feel like they do. And there's another thing that's like, the time, and again, it's one of those situations, I'm reading too much into this movie because it really is just a fun high school movie. But Cliff at once points says, I begged my mom for a brother. Mm-hmm. Cliff and Torrance are in the same class. Yes. Missy and Torrance have become fast friends and she's on the squad and she is obviously the same age, quote unquote, as the other cheerleaders on the school. She's either a junior or a senior. So she's in 11th grade or 12th grade. Mm-hmm. Cliff would have max been a year old when his sister was born. I know it's just a throwaway. He'd be joking. Yeah. But like really the math in it does not add up. And at most are a year apart. And for really the timing to work, the best way to describe is, is them either being twins or or like Irish twins where it's like less than a year apart. Right. I'm like, he didn't actually. But like the time makes no sense in this movie. It, there's no bearing on reality for time. I, I think the explanation is that it's a movie. Yes. And they didn't think too much about that. I think you're very right. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to go with it's a movie and time makes no sense in movies. Yeah, yeah. So then it's the end. It's They're at regionals. And well, no, they're at, are you talking regionals? Oh, sorry, sorry. They're at nationals. nationals. They're at nationals, which are broadcast live on ESPN2. Yep. And which they are. They actually are. Oh, I know. I'm well aware. Oh, I've, okay. I've seen on television. I can't remember why. It's not like I actively sought it out. I, there, was, I, there was a period of my life when it was back when I was much fatter. And it was, uh, it was, I would just watch at TV because it was on. Yeah, same. You know, like I would watch anything and I'd find something and be like, well, this is at least a little interesting. And I'd watch that. And that's probably where I watched like cheerleading coverage. But it's live on ESPN2. Mm-hmm. And the anchor actively thirsts over teenage girls. Yeah, I noted that too. <laughs> I was like, no, that's gross. Yeah, it was very like, oh, I feel like that's not appropriate. It's super not. The announcer is like, it's like he's in high school or he's in high school. He's if he was in high school, it still wouldn't be great, but no. it'd be a little bit more understandable. You still don't say that on national television. Yeah. So they go, but they, they're staying over a hotel. And like, as someone who's been to Disney a couple times, Oh, there's some weird nostalgia for those, like the the palm trees around the hotel room and like looking out over the courtyard with the sliding door and everything, like, mm-hmm. like high school. And like you see like clips or routines and everything at the seat, like at the, the high school like level. But now here's one of the things I did want to discuss, which was I was looking at before. They do have a lot of the things in this movie that are against regulations. Yes. And you mentioned you sort of alluded to this earlier. One of the things is actually. Both their teams, both the main teams' uniforms would have gotten them disqualified for being too sexy. No midriffs, mm-hmm. strictly forbidden mm-hmm. for high school competition. Absolutely uh, not allowed. Yeah, Ranch Carney does mean meat ranch, by the way. Meat ranch. There you go. So, uh, da, 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 let me find. There's so there are several because there obviously it's a movie. They're going to do moves that are like more thrilling because it is a movie and they do a lot of really big stunt work for this Mm -hmm. like a lot of the tosses and stuff and there's actually quite a few moves in both of our champion teams that are illegal at their level you knew them at higher levels but cheerleading is the sport in high school that has the most catastrophic injuries Yes. And that is with these regulations where they can't even do these moves. So the moves that they do are flyovers, which is when one group tosses another one over someone else to people to catch at the front. They do quite a few of those. Basket tosses with head over heel rotation, which throw it up. And you're not just like rolling side, but like head over heels. And stunts that are more than two bodies high are all illegal. At that level. And mm-hmm. I remember that when it first came out hearing about it. It was like actual cheerleaders were like, we can't do it. My school didn't really have a cheerleading team. But like I heard about it online basically. And mm-hmm. like news that's like you can't actually do this. And apparently it was a thing after that. Because like it is on ESPN too. So people would tune in to watch these like bring it on style stunts. It's like they aren't in those levels. They still do all those like flips and tosses and stuff. But not like you'd see in the movie. Because... That's illegal because we see at one point one girl, she's missing a tooth and her nose is all bloody. Not on either of these teams. It's like a clip shot, but like she she's horribly injured and that happens all the time. It's a dangerous sport Mm. and younger and younger kids are getting into it. It's like 
It's like putting your five-year-old in football. Ugh. Ugh. Controversial opinion time. It's like, don't put your kid in dangerous sports. Okay. Ugh. Yeah. There you go. So that's the the moral of this film is don't put your... That's where the, 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 how the movie ends, by the way. One of uh, Kristen Dunst, while experiencing a backwards toss, falls on her neck and... That's the end of the movie. It's teach you about the dangers of cheerleading. No, the lesson is believe in yourself and don't steal cheers. It was very interesting because like, again, I've never seen this movie until this time. And there was a few things that I was expecting to see that did not happen. Mm. So there are the, the, the movie is about Kirsten Dunst, like believing in herself. Yeah. It's what this movie is about. I was under the impression the entire movie was about Compton School, San Diego School. Rivalry. Like, rivalry. No. And it's not really about that. No, not like, even a little bit. It's, well, it, it's it a is, little bit. It is a, re- a little bit. A little bit. bit. <laughs> but like... Well, I've had a glass of wine. But that, that that's what I was expecting. I expected mm. the entire... Like, it, it, it was a while before they got into that. And I'm like, oh, okay, now they're getting into that. And then they go away from it again for a really long time. And then they come back to it. And I'm like, okay, so this is not about that secondly no one actually says bring it on they say bring it they say bring it so then why is it called bring it on no one says bring it on oh the only person who says bring it on is some random person in the crowd because i noted it when we were watching with it's the subtitles I, it is i was under the impression like I, I i i remembered in my memory seeing some clip of someone going bring it on and then that's not in the movie at all yeah yeah not in the movie it's catchy but but that's it. So it's the rivalry is the driving force behind the personal growth. It's like the catalyst for the personal growth. Right. But then, so the whole thing with Cliff is that he kind of is like, you had a boyfriend and you didn't tell me. And like this, it wasn't one-sided. It wasn't like she was like, she was very much into him too. Like mm-hmm. she literally almost kissed him. Like we, we know... And he puts his heart out there for her and she tries to be like, look, I dumped my boyfriend. I want to be with you. And he's like, you lied, which is fair. Like he, I think he was right. I seem to remember she said at one point that she had a boyfriend to him. No, at the, when he found, when they were at the, when he, she saw him kiss or he saw them kiss, she didn't know. She said, "Oh, and you know what? She says it to her sister. Yeah, and her sister should have said something to the brother, but whatever. So, but even then, she she wasn't entirely forthcoming with that information. And you'd think with like how much time they've been spending and like and the the weird toothbrush sex scene. Yeah, and the cheer sex scene. Like you'd think, but she obviously she she was very she's very into him, and she doesn't want to tell him that you know she actually has technically has a boyfriend and he's off at college." Well, they ha- Cliff doesn't come to nationals, but then he shows up on the last day of the finals. And I'm just like, they're in California. Nationals are in Florida. He's 17, 18, flies across the country all by himself. And I mean, I know it's pre 9-11. So, yeah. but like, and obviously they're an affluent family. And they do make a comment earlier in the movie about the parents being at some benefit and pouring themselves into bed at dawn. They're very absent parents. Yeah. So I mean, like, okay, but still, this kid just by himself is like, all right, I'm gonna go to Florida today. I just. So yeah, and but he shows up and they kiss and you know at the end, but like they. So 
I have to ask. I've seen these routines many times. Right. But finally, at the end, you get to see the piece, the resistance. The big routines, yes. The big routines for both teams. What did you think? Well, it's funny because you, you like during the routine were like, did you see that? And I was like, yeah, they did a flip. And you're like, no, the, the Rancho Carne team had the song that he wrote for her in the routine in the remix. Yeah. And I didn't catch that at all because I was paying attention to the routine because I thought that you'd be like, what did you think of the routine at some point? And we are now at that moment, which is funny enough, but yeah, I watched the two routines and the funny thing was, is at the end, I was like, well, that one was better. And then they lost. I mean, maybe it's because it was the one I watched second. I, I And I had fresher memories of it. But like, I wasn't watching it being like, man, that one was worse than the first one. I would say they were very much on par with each other, which is obviously intentional. Yes. But remember, the judges aren't just judging like the more fun routine. Yeah. They are judging all the technical st- skills as well. Uh-huh. And like things that are like, are they on pace? And like, are they all like uh, synchronized and in line with the music and tempo and all that stuff? So, and I mean, this they both had big illegal moves, but. It's the same thing as like watching like a real like figure skating or gymnastics competition. I could be like, that was incredible. And I'm like, oh, well, they, they docked points off for this. And I'm like, huh? All right. Thematically, the second place finish actually works. Like it, it's like, OK, this makes sense. It does make sense. You know, because at the end, that wasn't about winning the competition. It was about believing in herself and proving that she could do it. And she did. And the fact that in three weeks, they were able to come up with and memorize and perform a routine that got them second place at a national level, that's a damn good routine. Because it's not like there's only two teams competing. Yeah. There's teams from like every region. That's why that, that's why they have regionals and then- Exactly. Nationals. So this is a big competition and they kicked butt. The fact that they came in second out of all those teams with so little time to prepare, I think they second place is pretty good. And he, at the end, Courtney, who's been like ragging on Torrance the whole time, was like, "Woo, second place! Yeah, she's super pumped about it." Yeah, because like, it second place at a national level is a huge accomplishment. You know, I, I it's funny because I I actually have something similar to this predicament in in my life. Oh, is this what your video This is my video competition. Oh, yeah. You told me. Yeah. When I was in high school, my high school like video team, there was a, a national competition that we did. It was the skills, the skills competition where you would go and you'd film these things that were like showing how good you were at skilled trades. And, and our, our television production team won for like three years in a row. And then it was all like, oh, yeah, and now you're going to go and you're going to represent us and you're going to and, and you're going to win. And and myself and actually my co-host for my other podcast, part time nurse, full time dads, Chris Blonsky, he and I, we nice did this plug. thing. Yeah, well, you know, I got to get that in there. Right. He and I did this whole thing. We did our own thing and it got us. It got us to the regionals, essentially, because there was like different levels and we were we were at provincial level. Because mm-hmm. in Canada, we have provinces and not mm-hmm. states. So we are at provincial level. And the the teacher from who was like our coach, basically, was like, okay, guys, you made it this far. Now stop doing everything that you guys did to get us here and do what we tell you to do. Mm. 
and we got like 19th place and it was like it was so interesting because we were like completely like disowned after that point like the teacher stopped talking to me like i remember i remember that at graduation that teacher he stopped because we were all standing in a line alphabetically to get our diplomas and he came over and he was talking to the person next to me because alphabetically they were ahead of me and then he walked right past me and i'm like i spent the last like six months like my my extracurricular time working with you and you couldn't even be like congratulations i'm graduating because he was so mad that we broke his streak what a dick yeah so I, I hope that dude, I, I don't know, that dude might have been a drunk. So in I the end, I win. A, I hope he gets a mild paper cut. <laughs> right between the finger webbing. <gasps> oh, the finger crotch. Yeah. No, I was going to say like slightly inconvenienced. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I hope he gets every red light on his drive home after work. <laughs> mild inconvenience. Well, here's, here's the thing now. We have been talking about this movie for an hour. Have we really? Yes. Does it feel like it? This movie is a treat. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you would like to say about this movie? I think the Clovers deserve to win. Mm -hmm. And Torrance and Cliff make a good pair. And I I like it. Okay. So let's talk about what the critics have to say. Well, hold on. Before we get into the critics. Okay. I got one more thing I want to say. Okay. It is my needless nitpick of the week. Oh, boy. At the introduction of Torrance's brother. Oh, yeah, that kid's such a little dick. He is playing Game Boy, and in the Game Boy is the Game Boy camera. Mm-hmm. It is pointed backwards. Uh-huh. And the music of the game he is playing is clearly he's playing a game and not just using the Game Boy camera, which is like not really a game. You take pictures of yourself and you print them out. It was just a very weird thing for him to be playing. Okay. Also, he starts playing later in the movie. He's seen playing Twisted Metal on PlayStation mm-hmm. and he, he upsets his sister. So she pulls the controller out of the system. Also, the disk drive is open and there is no disk in the game. Like the it's empty. There is no game in the console. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just very it's my needless nitpick of the week, I will say. So anyway, that's what. We thought of this movie, but back in 2000s, critics might have had other ideas. So, Laura, why don't you fill us in on some past reviews? Okay, so critically, this movie holds a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 66% audience score, which is funny because looking through the reviews, most of them seem quite positive from the critics. But anyway, uh, Michael Sullivan from the Washington Post says, the tart talked script by first-time screenwriter Jessica Bendinger is stuffed with such deliciously mean dialogue. Jan Stewart of Newsday called it an enjoyable fluffernutter and smarter than one might expect. And then the one I wanted to discuss mm-hmm. when I mentioned earlier it says, is Roger Ebert. And he says, we get a strange mutant beast, half Nickelodeon movie, half R-rated comedy. It's like kids with potty mouth playing grown up. So that's his initial review when it first came out. Mm-hmm. But later he actually rescinded that. Oh, really? And he has called it the Citizen Kane of cheerleader movies. So us discussing the minutia of this movie mm-hmm. is not uncalled for because Roger Ebert himself called it the Citizen Kane of cheerleader movies, which I get because 
Like I said, I think it's a really well-crafted movie. And it was nominated for tons of awards, mostly things like the MTV Movie Awards and Teen Choice Awards. Shocking. But Gabrielle Union won Best Supporting Actress at the 2001 Black Reel Awards. Uh, and it spawned five sequels, which is most recent in 2017, and a musical. Is one of them called Bring It On Again? Yes, that's the next one. Okay. It's Bring It On Again, Bring It On All or Nothing, Bring It On In It to Win It, Bring It On Fight to the Finish, and then Bring It On Worldwide Cheer Smack. And that one has Vivica A. Fox. Okay. Do they say Bring It On in any of them? I'm pretty sure they do. Okay. That would make sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. It it's it's a cult class it is considered like if you even look on the wiki it's considered a cult classic mm-hmm. like it so i guess is it time for my review yeah yeah so i mean we've, I, you've already given it i've thought long and hard about my review for this movie and i did deba- no it's a hundred percent it's a double butter you told I, me it was a double butter while we were watching the movie i think again. we were like five minutes in you weren't even two glass of wine laura I was sober. I was, yeah, yeah. I, I just had like a bubbly, mm-hmm. and I don't mean like champagne bubbly. I mean like the brand name bubbly because yeah. the lime bubblies are great. Yeah, no, I holds up hundred percent. I'd recommend this movie to everyone. It is, it's just fun. It is if you're looking for a movie where you really don't need to think and you just want to have a high energy, fun, nostalgic for the year two thousand comedy, then Bring It On is my recommendation to you, sir. Or ma'am, it's it's fun. And you, please don't break my heart. You have every right to rate a movie however you want. However, I would like. So uh, the, the 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 oh, you're like shying away. You're like hiding from me to give this a burnt popcorn like I did with the craft. But I'm giving it a plane. I'm giving it a plane. I did enjoy, uh, like I told, like I said, my favorite part of the movie is the terrible football. Montage. <laughs> there were some things I quite enjoyed. One thing I actually did not mention was when Cliff is talking about how like, oh, she lied to me. And it, the sister's like, she still likes you. And she broke up with her boyfriend for you. You should go. You should go after her. And that take it for me as a cheerleader, you should be aggressive be i thought that was very funny like that was a very smart line in a cheerleader movie so yeah it had things about it i liked it, it's not great like i didn't love it i obviously i didn't give it a double butter but i i was entertained mm-hmm. and i would say you know give it a shot if you're in for some cheese because it's it's full of cheese and also i like kristen dunst i, so had, do a, I. I had a huge crush on her at this, at this yeah, period she's- of time and and you know i you know i still might so i i'm fine al- with that although it's a little weird now because she was like teenage truth does so but at the same time <laughs> when you like the movie came out you would have been 15 right so fair 16 so yeah but it's not like you know it's it's not like i was like yeah kirsten dunn's when we were watching interview with the vampire right no because that would have been very bad. Bad, bad 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 but yes i i give it a plane i'm giving it a plane Fair, fair. Like, and this was like peak when Kirsten, this really long, because then she was in Spider-Man yep. and like she, she was like in a lot of big movies for a while and her, her like draw has waned a bit, but like she's still well known. Like mm-hmm. she's, people know who she is and she's still in lots of stuff. So 
yeah no it is um i would say it's probably in my like top 15 movies of like i'd watch it again and 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 again and, again and not get sick of it well that's good that's good for you i guess that's it that's, that's gonna that's it i'm honestly very excited mm-hmm. to hear what you are picking for our next film so for next week i don't know if i'm excited i might be you, nervous you are you're well hey i feel is... like because i picked a movie that was fully like this is a movie i want to watch and i hope you like it but i don't give a shit if you like it that you're almost going to take some sort of vengeance on me i mean you could think that but this is actually our first foreign film really our first foreign <gasps> film coming out of west germany I have three words for you, hun. The never-ending story. <laughs> the wind went out of your sails so quickly. Your podcast is done. <laughs> yes, next week we will be joined by our guest, Sydney, will be joining us. You've already we'll, lined up a guest? I've already lined up a guest. Oh my God, you didn't that's right we're well you earlier you asked me so good at secrets you asked me earlier if i had picked my movie and i said it was narrowed down germany it's from west germany oh my god i'm sorry sydney i don't want to watch this movie (laughs) (laughs) well too bad i'm i'm glad it's not a star war (laughs) those will come i know uh but next week for next week, we'll talk about the never-ending story. Oh my god! I'm and, sick. and I've already looked this up. It was not number one, but it won a whole bunch of awards, oh. so it counts. So in your face, disqualify you big disgrace! No, it's too late. It's already been picked for this week's episode of Burn Popcorn. I have been Mike. I'm really disappointed. <laughs> and we'll talk to you again <laughs> next episode. Talk to you uh, soon. Bye. (laughs) I'm going to cry when the horse dies. (laughs) Yeah, I probably will too.